Hey everyone, welcome back to another creator interview. I'm your host, Zach, with World of Game Design, Geeks Camp. I'm joined today by returning guest, Nick Rivera. Nick, how you doing? Hey, Zach. I'm excited to be on the show again. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you're already decked out in it, but we're here to talk about a more quirk thing uh, yeah. <laughs> today. Very different than what, you you know, you and I talked about mm-hmm. with your previous stuff, right? All those, those print, yeah. you know, those deck, like, single evening session mm-hmm. role-playing games that you've done before, which are awesome, but now you're stepping into the more quirk waters. Yeah, so, uh, I, uh, I work pretty quickly, um, so... Uh, I, I was um, actually just last night checking my Amazon uh, order history, and I bought the Morkborg book May of last year, mm. and uh, I was so enamored by it that I'm like, okay, I got to write something for this. So um, it's been, uh, I guess, less than a year since I had this whole thing put together, uh, but kind of my idea first was I want to start off with just a simple compendium, just like some random monsters, magic items, whatever, just put that into a book. And I was looking at some of my older illustrations. I'm like, okay, I had some things for like the, the horror-based Oracle deck I made and some things from my uh, erotic tarot deck that would have worked. So I just kind of started by retweaking those illustrations. Um, and then I figured why just stop at a compendium? Why not just create a storyline that ties everything together? Um, so I ended up kind of deciding to make a book that is presented as a compendium but does have a guide on how a gm can go from page to page location to location npc to npc treasure to treasure etc so the book kind of works in both ways and the book is called pilgrimage of the penitent um, yeah yeah which is delightful and and like um it's interesting you and i had a very similar journey in our morkborg in our initial morkborg phase which is <laughs> didn't really get the setting then picked up the book then eventually read the book and immediately was like i gotta create something for this right like it's cool i want to do it and also just like me (laughs) like (laughs) you said i'm gonna start small and then didn't (laughs) right yeah yeah yeah. um i love that right like uh, it's something one thing that we found with the morkborg system right is Mm -hmm. that it's inspiring um that Mm -hmm. And it's easy to design for, and it gets the creative juices flowing, and there's enough weird, unique, fascinating things in that core book that really, it's not just about telling interesting stories, though that's definitely a part of it, but it also allows you this like really fun sandbox for mechanics and ideas that maybe wouldn't fit as easily in other systems. Morkborg embraces that a little bit more, I think. Um, and I think, yeah, but- yeah go ahead. <laughs> Uh, what what really caught my attention about the initial book was just the 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 graphic design of the pages um how like you know all the rules of graphic design are thrown out the window where you know don't have more than two fonts on a page uh make sure everything's legible and uh i've i've like spent so many years of my design career learning all those things and getting comfortable within those rule set i just got excited about the challenge of trying to create a book that fits within that style and i i still have to wrap my head around it like uh, logistically on getting this thing built and set up rules for my own self but um it was just so fun kind of coming up with a product that fits artistically within that that thing yeah it's it's we talked about this with another creator that we that had a Morkborg project but um it's harder than you think to like fit within the Morkborg style because you say all the design 
tried and trues are out 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 the window, right? But the reality is that because you throw them out the window, you need to have a very good eye for what needs to remain and and what how something's going to still work and look great and and be awesome for the for the end user like just throwing everything out the window and not having the design know-how to still make it look good is a recipe mm-hmm. for a rough ride um, <laughs> so but you've got that right like you've yeah. been doing design yeah. for a long time yeah yeah well, well what's funny about that is like i, I got i finally <laughs> uh like before this project i'd finally gotten the 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 system down of writing my storylines or writing whatever project I'm working on in Google Docs and then having that dynamically import into Adobe InDesign so that everything is formatted exactly as I needed. But you can't do that with Morkborg. Yeah. So instead I, I wrote everything in Google Docs as usual, uh, color coded everything to keep track of what's a skill, what's narration, blah, 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 blah. And then I had to bring everything as individual blocks of text into Adobe Illustrator. So that's where I designed all of the pages that are in the book. And then from Illustrator, I exported those as uh, transparent images into Clip Studio Paint, which is my drawing software. And there I drew on top of the pages and warped everything and added all the effects. So anytime I do need, if I found a typo, I'd have to go like five softwares back, <laughs> fix the typo and re-export everything along the line to get back to my, my book. Yeah, someone said once that like every page in more Borg is like a band poster right like its yeah. own thing like it's its own art piece and you it, mm-hmm. it doesn't help like your book doesn't become like some books become like designing a 40 page book as regards to a 150 page book not really that much work because once you have the template it's kind of repeating pages and dropping in art and you're good to go mm-hmm. that is not the case with a quality Morkborg product like where every two-page spread is a new design uh, mm-hmm. it's it, 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 it's a new um it's a new like a uh, 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 piece of paper it's a new it's a new uh, graph it's a new space that you have to completely like rethink of but still think about how it ties into the pages <laughs> that come before it and after yeah so ah it's crazy. Well, it, what's funny to ex- expand on that like you, like you said you look at a spread you look at a page and it's beautiful all is one but then when you look at the individual drawings probably not more than 20 minutes spent on each one it's not you know you're not looking at magic the gathering art on yeah. those yeah <laughs> so that also became a challenge because I, I usually spend so much time overthinking each illustration i put into a project i had to really simplify some of these like i, I would get really in depth and then i would start scratching it up to kind of remove details from my illustrations to get it to fit within there oh my gosh i love that idea like um Morkborg has always been about recycling things, right? And you talked about mm-hmm. uh, re retweaking or pulling in art that you've used mm-hmm. from other things. Morkborg's always done that. Even the core book has, you know, public mm-hmm. domain art that they have that they've pulled in and then redefined, reused, recycled, upcycled mm-hmm. sometimes, right? To get the desired effect. Um, I love the idea that you you had these board games and tarot decks elsewhere, mm-hmm. and you're like, I've got great illustrations over there <laughs> that with some mm-hmm. refinement on style yeah. can be dropped in here, and they work awesome. Like, that feels perfect to me. Um, yeah, and, and also kind of to quickly add to that, yeah. too, uh, the way I work as an illustrator generally, every project I do is completely different art style. Um, but because I wasn't supposed to have a consistent art style with this one project, I'm really all over the place and I kind of like that. So like I, I have one uh, one disease that I came up with that's illustrated like a watercolor painting. I have one that looks like a medieval um, 
uh, diagram of the internal organs and I've got one that's like a scratchy oil or woodblock paint kind of all over the place. And I, I, it was a really fun challenge doing completely different things on every page. Hmm. And let's get into that a little bit. So we've been talking about the design. Let's talk a little bit about the other side of that, which is the writing and what the okay. content looks like in here. So one thing that I know, uh, having looked it over and whatnot, um, you've got a new character sheet you've got an ailment system so this is uh, talk to us about what 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 is pilgrimage of the penitent as a yeah. as a supplement and what are you introducing to the game sure so um the the storyline i came up with was kind of like a uh like if you really were in the dark ages and everyone agrees the world is ending what would be your first steps? Would you try to have fun because it's all going to end? Or if you believe in the afterlife, are you going to do your best to set yourself up for success in the afterlife? So I figured, what if I created this pilgrimage that these characters go on to try and seek atonement for their sins so that when the world does end, they can feel happy going into it, knowing that they're going to find someplace better. Not anything I believe, but um, I thought it was a really fun setting for characters who would believe that. I love that in like the the darkest of dark RPGs, you're like, actually, what about what if we really thought about how good the afterlife could be? Like, that's that's <laughs> the way we're going to go here. Like, dude, yeah, yeah atonement is going to be the big the big concept. Mm -hmm. here. I love that. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, So, yeah, I came up with NPCs you'd find along the way, locations you'd visit. Um, and then uh, the new thing I came up with for this, uh, I call them ailments. They're kind of diseases you can catch, but they're not necessarily always bad. But from a gameplay standpoint, I designed it so that the GM will kind of, uh, the, each disease has a way that it'll manifest itself over the next few days. And so the GM will just give little bits of information to their players, like they wake up and now this is happening to them. And at a certain point, the ailment lets uh, the GM know when they can uh, show it to the player so they know that they've caught something um so just an example of one i came up with which i thought would be a really fun uh drama to add to your party i call it sangue dolce uh, which is latin for sweet blood and uh the uh on day one um your character's body odor starts to release a pleasant smell so you just kind of smell like flowers and it's just like a fun little treat for the other players like oh you know surrounded by death but you smell really nice um day two whenever you bleed um, it makes the other people smell nostalgia from their childhood. Mm. So they might want to start causing the player to bleed so that they can enjoy it more. Um, and on day three, the desire to taste the blood <laughs> from that player is really hard. It's a toughness DR that they have to try and defeat. Uh, and they may end up becoming addicted to drinking that player's blood. Um, but it also reduces all pain. So if the player wishes, they could start using it as something to sell to maybe local doctors or something. Uh, and it basically becomes like an opiate that uh, maybe they'll have a bunch of followers just following them on the trail just to get their daily dose of blood. And then I put some rules in there too on how they can kind of uh, get rid of the addiction. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And, <laughs> and and an ailment table on on the Morkwork player sheet is mm -hmm. really great. Like, I think that's a really nice addition to like, um, I was actually talking, we were, we were playing Morkborg last mm -hmm. night and, um, we talked about poisons and that, you mm -hmm. know, there's several poisons listed in the core book and like, yeah, mm -hmm. poisons and resisting things is key to this game. Like they, there's a lot of it in all the different supplements. So I think mm -hmm. putting a spot on the character sheet for that sort of thing is, is excellent. Um, 
you also like like so so would you describe so pilgrimage of the penitent it it kind of feels to me a little bit like a morkborg version of like the old uh pilgrim's progress uh story right like like the weirdest yeah. twisted version what sort of things i you talked about having some random encounters some things that you can experience along the way what sorts of things might the the pilgrims uh uh come sure. across well um i got two d20s here i'll give them a roll sure uh so i got a one and a 20 that is insane okay <laughs> so uh the one um i'll just scroll over to my uh random weather so this would just be kind of a something that the gm could read to their players every morning to give them a sense of uh what the day is like ahead of them and for one the day is as dull and the sun is elusive as ever so nothing too exciting but still kind of sets the mood there and then the uh 20 uh for encounters is the ghost child you awake to the unnerving sounds of a toddler giggling and running around your campsite. It is nude and carries a yellow flower in its hand, despite the land being barren and devoid of flora. So your players have the option to watch the child or attempt to catch the child. So there's an agility DR there. Uh, you reach out and grab the child by the arm, but it somehow slips through your fingers in a cloud of dust. Before your eyes, the child dissolves into a pile of dust, leaving a shocked cry and lonely yellow flower in a pile of ash on the ground. Hmm. And that's it. <laughs> so it's just a fun little dramatic story thing to give to your players, uh, but no, uh, that one does have a little bit of a storyline association with it and other elements of the game. Um, but for the most part, these uh, morning random encounters I have just to kind of add atmosphere. And when I was putting this together, uh, for me, when I, game, when I role play, I prefer all the uh, role-playing aspects, not so much the combat aspects. So this is a very combat light uh, supplement, mm -hmm. um, but I have lots of areas in the storyline uh, that make sense for random encounters in case the GM wanted to add some of their own. Cool. Awesome. So um, let's get into the product itself. Uh, kind of give it a little overview here. So we've already talked about this being a book. It's a hardcover yeah. book, um, gorgeous um, hardcover book. Talk to us a little bit about what like, like, it's not just a book, though. There's a lot more that you're offering on this, yeah. on this project. <laughs> So uh, when I was putting the storyline together, I inadvertently wrote over 10,000 words. So it is pretty big. <laughs> I kind of had to uh, rethink calling it a zine. Uh, so uh, it ended up being 80 pages and I'm going with the hardcover presentation of it um, with the edges painted in black um, mm. and um, two millimeter thick cardboard pages. Uh, sorry, um, <laughs> covers. I was like, good uh, lord. Full color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, full color. So it's going to, I tried to make it as similar to the Morkborg's uh, core book as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's actually a little bit more of a page count too, if I'm not insane. But I'd have to look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's close. Um, yeah. And then, so another thing I added to the campaign that I was really excited about from the beginning is all of the illustrations, because um, I have an illustration for every location, every NPC, every item, and every disease in the book. Uh, so all of those illustrations I'm also having printed on Oracle size cards that come in a small box. And I figure uh, there's no text on them. It's just the illustration, a little tiny number in the corner to help the GM identify what cards are which. Uh, and this just becomes a player aid that the GM can hand out to their players, whether it's the disease or the NPC they're meeting or just something they want to use for their own storyline to have a, a player aid. Mm. And adding to that, one of the stretch goals I have in the campaign on Kickstarter is to have some guest writers, such as yourself, um, 
to uh, possibly come up with uh, additional miniature scenarios that might use some of those same uh, cards to kind of add to the usability and reusability of those player aids cards. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, so you've, you, 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 you've got these cards, you've got the, you've got the uh, book, you've kind of packaged all of that as an option on the yeah. page into a, a crazy like blacked out box with yeah, other goodies yeah. yeah so it's yeah so um i also I, every every project i do on kickstarter this is my 17th one i try to uh create something i haven't created before so for this one i'm creating a collector's edition box it is going to be uh, about an eight by ten ish uh cardboard box that is completely black uh with uv spot coating of the logo that represents the game it's these two hands praying over a cross uh, within that is the game. There's also going to be a uh, vegan leather bound embossed uh, journal with uh, uh, dot matrixes on the pages. So you can mm. use that to design your own uh, kind of maps and stuff like that. Um, there's also that deck of cards, uh, as well as the player sheets. It's going to be a pad of 50 peelable uh uh, character sheets, um, some aluminum bookmarks with the art from the game die sublimated onto them, and some signed uh, prints of the art too. Awesome. So, awesome. And an enamel pin. And an enamel <laughs> pin. Yeah, because you you done a lot of pins, and those are cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you got all that. That's in the limited box. Um, I also mm -hmm. you're wearing one of your prototype T-shirts. I, I think the <laughs> yeah. final design is a little bit different, but you got T-shirts yeah. made that have the uh, pilgrim on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, kind of like as a as when I start putting this thing together, uh, I was watching a lot of '70s Italian horror film, and I wanted to create a movie poster version of the adventure that looked like a '70s Italian horror film. Uh, and so I also got those printed at a local print shop that uses risograph printing, which is a mm -hmm. Technique that was a lot more popular in the 60s and 70s. So I, I went over there, filmed a video of them producing them. It's up on my uh, TikTok page. And uh, so those movie posters are also available on the Kickstarter. They are uh, limited edition prints. Perfect. So you got the Risograph poster prints, mm -hmm. limited edition. You've also got the shirt with the same design on it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the shirt. Options it's going to be silk screen too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, so holy smokes, that's a lot of <laughs> stuff. It's. I'll, I'll be honest, it's in intimidating like the, there's so many little things that you put together for this yeah. it feels like an experience and the thing that i like about this project um i think i've said this before in another morkborg thing but like i i like finding morkborg projects that are doing something very different at this point right like there's mm -hmm. there's literally hundreds of morkborg projects uh, products out there right now yeah. and like a lot of them they're great and they they're covering ground that's useful but then there's all that like there's there's a small handful of projects that are actually like pushing out the boundaries of what's possible or what's what's been concepted for the game and people that are doing little different things and one of the, my favorite things is uh people who come in with an adventure or a supplement that isn't combat focused um mm -hmm. there's a couple of little like trifolds or or rack cards things like that that have done it in the past several things but it, i'm always excited because one of the main questions that comes up with a Morkborg thing is like, how do I turn this into a campaign if everything's brutal, everything's <laughs> deadly and the world's going to end? Well, one of the ways that you do that is you find yourself some supplements that have the Morkborg aesthetic and the Morkborg feel, but aren't focused on a combat every 10 minutes. And mm -hmm. so this is a, I feel like this is a great supplement that offers the experience of a campaign as you make your pilgrimage 
Um, <laughs> but and then, like you said, the GM can drop in all the encounters that they want in there to seed it, but um, gives the party a reason to exist in a long form fashion, which which is cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, and you know, if you read the Morkboard core bolt core book, it, it's not going to win any rewards for combat design. Yeah, uh, but it's going to re it's going to win reward. Oh, sorry, it won awards for graphic design and setting design and product design. But you know, the the combat isn't what got me excited and got me flipping all the pages in there and right. reading everything from top to bottom. Yeah, perfect. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay, so um, that's what's in the book. That's what the book is. That's the inspiration. Um, when is the sucker launching? So um, the Kickstarter project is launching April 2nd, um, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, I also set up a nice simple link uh, that your listeners could uh, grab perfect. to come to it. Uh, so they could easily find it by going to bit.ly so it's a short bitly link bit.ly slash geeks mb for morkborg all sure. lowercase bit.ly slash geeks mb awesome uh, we'll put that in the show notes so everybody has an easy access point for it mm-hmm. um yeah go f- give this a follow launching april 2nd and yeah nick said he was kind enough to invite me to potentially write a stretch goal adventure for it mm-hmm. i'm looking very much to that forward to that um <laughs> I, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, 100% of doubt. So go give Nick a follow, uh, back his project and, uh, let me write an adventure. That'd be great. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for letting me be on your show and talk about this. I'm, I'm very excited about what I put together, even if it doesn't, you know, go gangbusters. I know the product that I've made is something that I'm going to be staring at for years and being proud that I put that together. And that's really what gets me going with the many Kickstarter projects I do. Because I know if I'm excited about it, someone else will be excited about it. Exactly right. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Nick. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much, Zach. <laughs>